0: What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Permoid Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. On today's show, he's computers and she's couture. She's from the fashion world and he's from the maker movement. Eric Boyd and Wendy Ng have been collaborating on concept pieces that blend technology and fashion. You may have seen their work at Fashion Art Week Toronto, Circuit, a wearable technology circus, or even Electric Runway's launch party in July. Their next collaboration will be for Make Fashion, a high-tech, high-fashion runway show taking place April 2nd in Calgary, Alberta. Eric and Wendy, welcome to the show. Can you start by briefly introducing yourselves and what it is that you
1: do? Sure, I'm Eric. I'm a technologist, I guess. I worked in wearables a lot, and I do circuit design, electronics, programming, all that kind of good stuff. I'm president of Hack Lab here in Toronto, which is a local makerspace, hackerspace. Also, director of festival content at Toronto Maker Festival.
2: Wendy, tell us about yourself. Uh, So uh, my name is Wendy. And I guess I do many many things, and then it just boils down to really two major things in my life. One is fashion. I created this company called Distropolis and I design and owned it. My, I started since like 2009, and been doing it part time. And my other, how they say, my other life okay. <laughs> is uh, I'm a, actually a practicing uh, engineer in uh, rapid transit. So that's pretty much what I do so far. I didn't know
0: that about you that you were yeah. an engineer full time.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm
0: learning lots.
2: Okay. <laughs> and so
0: how did you two meet?
1: We met at the Toronto Wearables meetup. There was a talk put on by OCAD. I think it was it was the Stilt Lady. But a anyway, stilt lady? Yeah, it's a lady who does like costumes for stilt walkers.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: Which is totally fun.
0: It was at a wearables meetup. Yeah. And so you met
1: there mm-hmm. and
0: you decided to start working together.
1: She was looking for someone to basically help with FAT, like, do some electronics work.
0: For Fashion Art Week Toronto.
1: Yeah, so, like, I got her business card, and then we exchanged some emails, and then we met up and decided that we would do, like, a relatively simple thing that became the Aurelia Arita jellyfish skirt.
0: One of my favorite skirts, which we'll put a photo up on the website so people can see it. So I want to talk about Dystropolis for a second before we get into how we've added technology. So Wendy, you've been making clothes under the brand Dystropolis for several years now. Prior to meeting Eric, how would you describe the brand's aesthetic? I think I read on the website, future sophistication.
2: Yeah, so so it it's for someone who value beauty, truth, self-expressions. The aesthetic of it is more kind of like a monochromatics and edgy and also futuristic so that goes back to the future sophistication that I kind of make this work with and now I'm actually expanding the definition to include wearable technology which just kind of happened like last year and I'm really excited about that.
0: You met Eric and you exchanged business cards at what point did you decide that you wanted to incorporate technology into your
2: garments well actually when i was applying for fat i had this idea to incorporate tech in one of the outfits if it's not all and i just didn't know how to do it and i didn't know what i wanted to do it and then so we were just start, start talking throwing some ideas together so my last collection i uh, was inspired uh, by the lost city Atlantics. And one of the fascinating thing about my inspiration is I want to include some deep sea creatures, including the jellyfish and bioluminescence of it. It's something that just wouldn't go away in in, uh, in my head. So we were talking, like, I mean, I was talking with Eric and, and he also has an inspiration for it. Well, not for this particular idea, but he has an inspiration and I thought, maybe we can combine these two together and create something.
0: Let's talk about that dress
2: specifically because it's such
0: a beautiful piece and uh, I've seen it on the runway before. So the outside is, is it neoprene? Yep. And then the way that you've lit it up is you've actually cut some triangles into the outside of it so that the light shines through but then it's also projected downwards. Do I have that correct? Mm -hmm. And how is it actually lit up Eric?
1: There are two concentric rings of controllable LEDs inside. A total of about 150 lights. And then there's a circuit and batteries that, that drive that. And so it's capable, basically, of displaying any color at quite a bright level. Like, you can't see it under runway lights, but you can see it under normal lights. And when it's dim, it's really bright. And so
0: does that make the dress much heavier because it has all that batteries and the lights and things nah, like that?
1: The, the, honestly, the neoprene is quite heavy and thick, so I feel like the technology didn't add a lot of weight. Also, I can speak about my motivations. Like Wendy said, I had this idea before I met her, which I'd actually proposed for a couple of different projects. There was like a wearables thing in London. But anyway, my idea was inspired by video games, where in role-playing games sometimes you have characters, and around the character there's this ring of light indicating that that character is the active character, and you're, you're going to decide what to do with them. So that, was, that was my idea, like I wanted to create that ring of light only in real life with a garment that somebody would wear to indicate like this is the active player right yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: okay that's interesting i didn't realize that you. Had and it's
1: that. it's interesting how well that idea combined with the jellyfish idea they're mm-hmm. both they're both still in the garment yes.
2: and then and then also what surprised us really like the most was was actually at well we worked with circuit to to um to have a performer a dancer to be dancing in this outfit and what we didn't really really Expect was how well it worked together with the dancing part. With the performance aspect. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that um, dance
1: was spectacular. Just yeah,
2: yeah, it's totally... I mean, on the runway, it's very static, kind of, you know, walking out, coming back in. But during the performance, what we noticed is the color. We had, like, we programmed the different colors to circle around the dress, uh, the skirt itself. And what, what we didn't realize was as she moved... The color kind of mixes together on the ground and it just create a different, whole different uh, type of effect. And and also, the way she moves and the imbalance of the dress just really um, accentuates, um, I guess, the carefree and the flowiness of, of, the, jellyfish of the jellyfish itself. Yeah. So, it was just really, I'm not surprising. <laughs> yeah, it was a very yeah.
0: different experience. You almost thought it was a different dress seeing it on the runway at Fashion Art Week Toronto and then seeing it at Circuit so Eric prior to this piece had you worked on any garments before
1: yes yes I mean never anything as nice as that (laughs) (laughs) I I don't I don't really have much in terms of like you know fabric and garment skills but I had made myself a Tron jacket if, if you know what that means okay yeah so basically I took this like Leather jacket that I have, and I mounted LEDs to it in the same pattern as in the recent Tron movie. Mm-hmm. And then I wore that to a couple of parties. It was a lot of fun.
0: And is that how the vest came about? Because I know that you have a vest as well, right?
2: Well, yes and no. Actually, for the vest itself, I was actually fascinated by one of his, his creations called North Park. What well, do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I can a talk about bit? North Park. <laughs>
1: North Park is a compass anklet. You basically strap it around your ankle and then it vibrates to tell you what way is north. So the idea of it is inspired by a German group that did similar things with belts. The idea is by vibrating continuously in a way that tells you what way is north, it kind of gives you this sixth sense of direction. Interesting. And um, over time, if you wear it long enough, what happens is you stop feeling it vibrating and your brain just kind of knows what way is north. You actually have a a literal sense of direction. Wow. Which is really cool. And I just wanted to have that experience myself, so I made Northpaw for myself, but then hordes of people were like, I want to wear it, I want to wear it, and so I I started selling them.
0: (laughs) So another project that you work on that we can talk about, we've talked about the jellyfish. Wait, wait, we should that.
1: go back to the spike fest. That was a whole aside. <laughs> the, the spike fest. Yes, yeah.
2: that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. so, um, and then I wanted to create something to do with directions. Um, how they wear, like, something, like, a garment that, that can display or show the wearer's um, orientation. And then so we combined his technology in in the north pole, onto the shoulder-spiked light, and so it shows like different directions. Yeah, when, when you the face different sequence, directions, yeah.
1: it has different light sequences. Subtle enough that lots of people don't notice, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that about it, and
0: I've seen the yeah. best
1: before. Colors are always the same, but like when you face north, maybe it just flashes the ones at the end, and when mm-hmm. you flash south, it does like a pattern, and when you face east, it does a different pattern, and maybe. so on. You've also reminded me though, I did one other wearables project a long time ago. This was probably my first one, called North Skirt. I collaborated with a lady in San Francisco on a skirt that combines with the North Northpaw circuit to show other people which way is north. If you look it up, the video is actually really good.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, yeah we'll put it up on the website. And how does it show other people which so way is north?
1: So it has basically eight rows of LEDs down the down the um, length of the circle skirt. And when you rotate, basically the row on the north side is lit. So if you're standing on the north side of the person, you always see them illuminated even when she spins. People on the south side never see any light at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's interesting. <laughs> so not necessarily conducive for a runway show where you have people yeah. sitting yeah, all yeah, angles, it, but It would not
1: work on the runway, but it is a really cool effect to see because it changes as she spins, right? If you're trying yeah. to
0: navigate a new place, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, in working with Eric, what's something you've learned about technology that you didn't know before? Uh all of it <laughs> did you have much of a technological background
2: before I haven't been really put my head my hands into anything electronics and and uh, stuff like that I'm actually always fascinated by a lot of things that happen in science fictions especially movies and all that kind of technology and I always feel like it's kind of to me it's kind of Two-dimensional, but not until I met Eric. He showed me a lot of new and exciting information about technology that I'm like, wow. Now it's become more three-dimensional to me because it adds another, you know, level that I can actually make something, things accessible for us to create. And so I don't know. I just learned pretty much everything. Does like it that. change the way you design, or perhaps the way you conceive of the possibilities of fashion? uh definitely the way i see fashion is like clothing it has been providing protection status and aesthetics to us for a long time but i always feel like it has something more than just that and not until i realized the possibility of wearable technology that now i can feel like maybe i can do something to let's put it that way like um to enhance the humanity, yeah,
0: ideas like you were saying before, it's more of a three dimensional experience. I think that was yeah. a good way of putting it. And Eric, what have you learned about fashion in working with Wendy?
1: Well, similar to her answer, everything. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, there's there's a lot of things I could say. I mean, some of it is just the kind of I guess what I would call the technical side of fashion. So, like, I've taken a look at like the patterns that she drafts in order to make the garments, which is really interesting, and I want to get into that more myself. I Have a project to like design some clothing for myself, which would be totally awesome. But then also, there's the whole like kind of world of fashion, Mm -hmm. which which I am like still, frankly, a total outsider on. But at least when he like brings me along and I tag along to these fashion events, and that's been just like utterly fascinating to see the behind the scenes. Yeah, well, and not not just the behind the scenes, even just to sit in the audience for a fashion show is is really interesting. The world of fashion actually is organized really differently than the world of technology. So like in technology. You, you get all these things like the iPhone or whatever and you never know who's behind it. Hmm. You, you only ever know the company. But fashion doesn't operate like that at all. Like fashion is really like designer driven and brand driven and you know like the people who are involved, right? And in fact, you know, they have exhibitions and all kinds of things, you know, personal shows you can go see. And so like just, I'm still like exploring in the early stages of realizing like, wait, oh, when you see one garment that you like, there's actually a way to find more like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in technology, it's not like that. The best you can do is look at the other products from that company.
0: So it's a, it's a different community than fashion, I would say, too. And then it's also a different organizational yeah. structure. I want to talk about Fashion Art Week Toronto uh, for a moment because it's coming up, and you're someone who has grown with it over the years. How have you seen it change? And maybe you can just speak to
2: like the fashion industry in general in Toronto. Fat has been a big part of my life for the last six years i skipped one but six years um so i actually i i've been to the very first very first um event Mm -hmm. um that was like 10 years ago and it has changed so much since then back then they they had they had it at um a smaller i guess it's like a small club kind of space and now they have become you know like a toronto stable And they even were voted best fashion event in Toronto by now magazines. Mm -hmm. So they have come a very very long way uh, to that. But what I also noticed is something that never changed was it was all organized by a group of very passionate people, and they all love fashion and so so much. And they also value the uniqueness of fashion, and so that's how they set themselves um, apart apart from the main Toronto fashion scene kind of old-fashioned event
0: yeah and they're also not afraid to experiment Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know if I've seen any technology or fashion tech on the runway at World Mastercard Fashion Week but it seems to me that it's something that has been in the DNA of fat from the beginning exactly and
2: that's how I felt so much at home and, and they become part of you know they become live fashion family.
0: And Eric, to return to the idea of the maker fe- the Maker Festival and the Maker scene, you're someone who's grown with the maker movement here in Toronto and beyond. How have you seen that grow and change over the
1: years? I mean, it's changed a lot as well. I think that the core of the movement, you know, people just doing interesting things with technology on their own time, that, that piece has remained relatively consistent, but the world around it, in terms of the maker fairs and the hacker spaces and all kinds of other events, and then also the technologies that you can actually work with. All of that has just come, like, so far. So far. So, it's exploded. Yeah, it's exploded. So, like, you know, Makerspace is the very first one in North America was in 2008. That was the first one. Now, there's probably 500 of them in North America, including, uh, I don't know, four, five, six here in Toronto, depending how you count. And, and Maker fairs has done similar, right? I mean, the first one was 2006 in the Bay Area. And now the maker media itself runs four or five and there's probably 50 independent ones in north america including maker festival here in toronto
0: so what's behind that
1: and so i mean part of that is just the makers really want to have a place to exhibit their works and show it off and find others like themselves and part of it is the public is really curious to see this kind of stuff so i feel like also the the public perception of you know, people staying at home and hacking in their garages has really come a long way, right? I mean, I think it used to be viewed as a kind of a weird thing, but I think now it's very much in the popular mind. It's being associated at the highest levels with, you know, innovation and technology and things that have a very positive view of. So you know, perception of people like me has come a long way. I'm feeling more like a rock star every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are a rock star. That's great.
0: So as I understand it, you're going to be both involved in Make Fashion this year in April. It's very exciting. So for folks who don't know what Make Fashion is, it's a show that happens in Calgary. Uh, it's going to be at the beginning of April, if I have that correct.
1: April two. All
0: right, what else can we tell people about Make Fashion?
1: I mean, it is probably the most interesting wearable show that I know of in terms of the, the number and quality of, you know, technology-enabled garments. They have, I think they're three years now, right? They've had three years and this will be the fourth? I, I think so, I think yeah. that's true, yeah. And every year there are just pieces that are, like, absolutely stunning. One of my favorites is the vintage fashion from a couple of years ago. I just loved those outfits and even the, like, accessories of those outfits, like the pet robot dog. that just blew my mind.
0: We'll put some photos up on yeah. the website again. <laughs> I mean, people have to see this pet yeah, robot they, dog now. They have now. to
1: see it, yeah. And, it's pretty cute. And so, like, I'm excited to be a part of it, and it's also really cool. Like, Make Fashion, as an organization, is growing as well. They're doing shows in Shenzhen and all and other places, and they're lending out garments. And, you know, in terms of their, their business model and the way they operate, I think it's just phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward to... The exposure that our piece might get as a result of that
2: and i also love the idea that they're really promoting the the fashion and technology together i haven't seen any where that really where that's the main focus
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. it's also like couture mm-hmm. and then it's like it's high tech and high fashion mm-hmm. yeah together. at the same time
1: yes. yeah that's what's making it so awesome and totally they also
2: they also provide technical help to designers Um, accessibility to, I guess, parts and uh, technology and such provide a lot of assistance to, and they also have a studio space. Yeah, they have a new,
1: it's called Mm Archeloft. I'm not sure how you spell it, A-R-C-H-E-L-O-F-T, Archeloft. It's like a kind of a fabric hacker space in Calgary that they've opened. It's similar to the thing that um, Ben and Anna are doing here, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: well, we'll have to check that out when yeah, we're there Yeah, so that's Calgary. one of the things
1: I'm going to see in Calgary when we're there for sure is to check that space out and talk to the people who are there. And yeah, it should be really cool. So
0: you're going to be involved in Make Fashion this year with a specific piece? Two pieces. Two, Two pieces. pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: tell me about them. So our title, it's called Soft Power. We're trying to explore the idea of how one's appearance could help their negotiating power in some way, like when they're in a situation that they, well I wouldn't say stuck but kind of difficult and sticky and how one's appearance can in some way passively change the position. Hmm. So our pieces would have motorized components that can make them look a little bit different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, That's the idea, it's basically like you're at a high-stakes negotiating table and uh, there's inside the garment there's a galvanic skin response sensor that's measuring your stress response. And when that goes above a certain threshold, the idea is that the garment will deploy something that will make you more fearsome, more aggressive, or whatever, to try oh, like to change mm-hmm. the situation.
0: And that seems to draw very much from the natural world with exactly. you know, insects yeah. and exactly.
2: animals and things that's like exactly that. Exactly yeah, that's exactly where they come yeah, from. Yeah, we're
1: inspired by like the, the frilled necked lizard or other species that have this mm-hmm. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to see it. I guess yeah. it's a
2: podcast, so people can't
1: yeah. see me gushing.
0: Yeah. But I'm so excited now. Actually, I have to go. Actually,
2: there's a term, a scientific term, or somehow for this. Um, how do you say?
1: Aposematism, or yes. something like that. I can't pronounce it either. It's, it's yeah, a meaning meaning
0: the reaction to making yourself look bigger. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not meaning the same bigger, thing. Like like
1: the thing that a pufferfish does, the thing that a frilled neck lizard does, the thing and that, the colors um, change
2: and. Yeah to make them look a little bit uh, threatening or like in situations. Well, or even yeah. cats
1: when all their first hands on them, that's the same response. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so now you're taking this and putting it on a garment mm-hmm. and oh, that's really exciting. And so that's, are they both using that same idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah basically there's a male and a female and they, they will have slightly different mechanisms, but the intended effect is the same.
0: Oh, that's going to be fantastic. I can't
2: wait. And so Wendy and Eric, how can people stay in touch with you? And so for Distropolis, people can reach me at uh, www.distropolis.com or on Facebook Just search for uh, Distropolis. And same with Twitter and Instagram. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's and,
1: it. And I'm much harder to reach. Um, my <laughs> I do have a website for, for Sensebridge, which is the little wearables company that sells in North It's at sensebridge.net and sensebridge.com. I'm not really on social media, so you just have to, like, follow Wendy and hope she talks about me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was my conversation with fashion designer Wendy Ng and technologist Eric Boyd. For images and video of all the garments mentioned, we invite you to visit electricrunway.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, here's looking towards the future.